Brotherhood, multiplication, restoration. We are Sin Network. We're a family, planting churches together. Join us as we hear from leaders of this movement from across North America and discover what it really takes to plant churches everywhere for everyone. Today, I'm talking with my wife, Angie, about the last 18 years of our church planning journey together as a couple. You will hear our story of how God is using us to plant Blueprint Church in the Old Fourth Ward. Angie, first of all, let me just first thank you for being an excellent Proverbs 31 woman in our lives. Oftentimes I think about like I pinch myself like God like is this real like I have a woman who's like literally supports me and really encourages me in so many different ways it's really I'm honored and I'm, I'm grateful that I remember the time when we were you know I came to you we was about to go to Atlanta and I was it was I was really before we even thought about it I was like Angie would you go to Budapest with me yeah, it was the other way around. Okay, actually. tell me how it goes. Because I remember coming to you one day and just saying, and it was before Atlanta even came up. Yeah. It was like two weeks before you had that meeting with JB. Yeah. And I said, Dahadi, you're such a good leader. I'd follow you all the way to Budapest. And then I said, I don't even know where that is on the map. And it was just an encouragement. And then you came home like two weeks later and you're like, it's not Budapest, but I think God's calling us to move. I was like, oh. Yeah, and that, I mean, that was a real moment. Yeah. You know, I just remember going through that and just really saying, oh man, this mm -hmm. is, like God is doing this. And then and I just remember going through that journey, you know, of just kind of wrestling, because I know the reason why we wanted to stay there was because like, you know, the passion that we had to be present for your parents, the passion that we had to be present for the ministry that we built, we just mm -hmm. bought a house. You know, and here I am coming up with another crazy idea to like, let's go, not Budapest, but it's Atlanta, Georgia. Let's go plant this church. You know, how did that make you feel? I remember when you said it, because you said it as a maybe, like I think, possibly, sort of, maybe, like that type of language. And I remember calling my mom the next day, like, we're, we're leaving. I know this is going to happen. Yeah. Um, so I think knowing that you weren't just chasing something for the sake of chasing something, like it was the Lord's call yeah. made it fathomable like yeah. we can do this but i do remember uh do you remember the the list i made yes because i told I you i had a lot of fears yeah. and you were like list them all out and i spent one of those days that i was home with our first three i think at the time right i yeah. think yeah yeah no i guess we, we had, had four, four. No, we, we had, had four, four out of so six yeah. was a baby and i remember sitting down with a piece of paper and i ended up with 32 things on my list and some of them were silly and some of them were like substantial but I remember we sat down and went through all all 32 of those and made a plan or at least had some sort of acknowledgement of these are fears and that's okay yeah. yeah so how do you do it how do you balance between <clears throat> being wife of a crazy husband like me mm -hmm. mother of six children they're also crazy they got also you crazy I think they're more crazy than me they are all right I would agree thank you thank you <laughs> Being a sister in Christ, you know, and having good friends that you're connecting with on a consistent basis, which is also an answer to oh, so many years of prayer. Many years of prayer. Yeah. And then also being kind of the engaging, you know, church planning, engaging wife in the neighborhood. Like oftentimes people say, like, what is your wife's role? And I was like, in the fourth ward, I am, Angie's not Dahadi's wife. I am Angie's husband. Yeah. How do you 
do it? Like, how do you maintain health in the midst of all of those different identities, all of those different realities kind of competing consistently? Hmm. I think I have a lot of help, a lot of support. But Briaya, our, our third, you know, daughter, the one who's so emotionally aware, right? Yeah. She asked me today in somewhat of a non-emotional awareness moment, she said, Mom, what do you do all day? And Don't I started, you love that question? <laughs> I took offense at first, but I, <laughs> I was driving so she couldn't see my offended face. Um, and I, I was like, okay, this is an opportunity, right? So mm -hmm. I told her, I was like, well, yesterday I did this, and today I'm doing this, and tomorrow I'm doing this. And so I'm kind of describing my day. And she was like, oh, okay. I was curious if you just slept. And I was like, how would that be possible, Brie? So anyway, just mm -hmm. I think the my days aren't aren't my own. Like yeah. I think they're very strategic. And I had a good one of our, um, one of the people, like you said, just the sisters that have come into being or answered a prayer. She told me the other day, um, you know, the reason you have the opportunity to stay at home, like our culture says this about staying at home, you know, like it's kind of a negative connotation. Um, but I got to go up to school and advocate for Jade. Yeah. And it was such a successful day, and she felt so encouraged and loved. And I got to interact with people at the school and make a name there. And, you know, just kind of all those interactions. And, and all the while, you're building relationships, and you're yeah. giving dignity, and you're maintaining peace and all of that. Um, but I, my friend was telling me, you know, that's for God's glory. Like, that's that's a moment of getting to do what... You know, like you don't have a traditional job, but you're definitely working. Yeah. It's, it's and that's a, that's a recent, recent decision that we just made, right? Yeah. But before, you were working. Mm -hmm. You, you know, I, I tell people all the time, I was like, you know my wife. Like, I'm known as Angie's husband. My wife was at the school in Hope Hill. She was there so much that it was like, hey, can we give you a job? And I remember us having the conversation mm -hmm. saying, hey, they offered you the job to be the cafeteria woman. I was like, that is the most strategic yeah, job. Yeah, was very strategic. Yeah, that you can myself because you're the only one mm -hmm. who sees every kid every single day. And it was just kind of like this. It opened up the door, you know, into the neighborhood and just yeah. kind of like getting to know all the teachers and knowing all the kids and just being that conduit. And it just opened up the door for so many different ways and opportunities. Mm -hmm. So you went from just volunteering in our kids' classes to becoming the cafeteria lady to then becoming the community liaison. Like, then you became the person of peace. Like, you know, and like when people in the neighborhood wanted to do stuff in the neighborhood, they came to you. Yeah. Like, let's talk about that journey, you know, as you were kind of doing that and still being mom and wife. Well, I think it, it intersected, right? Yeah. And we had five kids in elementary when I first started volunteering there. It made sense to yeah. be at the school and to, you know, it was went from the third worst performing that first year to, or yeah, third worst to, I think, ranked like 15th or 16th. Yeah. And I don't know where we're at now. I'm sure we've made even more strides. But it made sense to be there because it's our problem at this point. Like, right. it's it's our kids at the school that on paper doesn't look very good. Yeah. So I, yeah, just that. getting involved. But it's still paying its dividends. Right. I think I told you um, Jeremiah got hit by a car the other day. And he's the little boy in third grade that I got to share the gospel with. Yeah. Well, no, I met him in third grade. I shared the gospel with him in fifth grade. And he had one of those moments. He said, I said, Jeremiah, what are you doing? Because he he's so sweet. And 
And then he had this moment where he was not about to get to go on the fifth grade field trip that Mel Chimp came in and sponsored no. because of our, my grant writing. And um, he said Romans 7. Like, he, it was almost like he was quoting it. Mm -hmm. It's like the things that I want to do, I end up not doing. And when I wanted, you know, he's just, I was like, you sound like this man named Paul. Mm -hmm. And so I got to share with him. And I shared blatantly the gospel on the, um, on the bus with him. And seventh grade, he called me in the middle of the night telling me, some tragedy that had happened and being able to just kind of share again and talk to him and encourage him. And then Friday when we went to the football game, he, the football game, he got hit by a car coming yeah. home. Brian said he's on crutches now, like he yeah. can barely walk. And this is so interesting because, you know, we can share so many different stories, so right. many different things of you yeah. having those type of opportunities that you built over the years with so many different students and right. so many different kids. You know, but still, you talked about it initially, you got mad at Briaya because you're struggling with identity, right? Like, mm, yeah. that whole identity. Um, you know, when we talk about, when I talk to other different wives, I mean, they are also struggling with identity. They also mm -hmm. talk about, well, you know, I'm not Angie. I can't, I don't got time for the kids. I can't be that, I can't do that. I mean, how do, how do you coach yourself through not, you know, comparing yourself to this woman or that woman or that spouse or that, yeah. you know, first lady or, you know, how do you, how do you wrestle through that in your own way? Well, you've helped me a lot with that, about just telling our church that, that my wife is not first lady or, you know, that's nowhere in the scripture. My wife is a faithful member, just like all of you are to be faithful members. So I think that's been really helpful. Um, I think also having my sisters, the, we talk on Marco Polo at least once a day, if not more. And those are the people that I go to. And I feel like I can be vulnerable and say, hey, guys, I'm struggling right now. I'm feeling like I'm wasting my life. I'm kind of worthless. Here's, here's the lies that I, know I'm, or, that I know are lies, but they're, they're sounding really loud in my head right now. And they, I think that's kind of my, they're my sounding board that can stop that and speak truth. And what's interesting about that, you talk about your ladies or your girls. And a lot of times for a lot of spouses, you know, well, they don't like, there's nowhere, there's no place for me to share, mm, you know, yeah. and this has been a journey that we've oh, had yeah. for over a decade, yeah. you know, over just praying to the Lord, like God, send someone yes. that can share, because there's been oftentimes that you didn't feel like you've had mm -hmm. someone that you there's can been share lots with, of failures. you know, and there's been people that you thought was going to be, and then they ended up not working out in the way that we thought, like, how did you stay in the game? How do you keep fighting to do that? Yeah. I think the Lord really honored our prayers. Yeah. I know, I can't remember what year that was, but it's been several. But I, I, I remember Jack and Jay coming, some counselors, and, and just saying, you know, how do you make friends? Like, what would be, and I said, I wish I could just do it like my daughter, and, or like a kid. And, I, and he said, well, what would, how would a kid do it? And I was like, my daughter went to school and said, met a friend, or met somebody, and said, hey, will you be my friend? Yeah. And the little girl was like, okay, you know. Mm -hmm. And then they eat lunch together, they play on the playground together, they partner up together when it's group time or whatever. And I remember him saying, well, why can't you do that? But in, you know, obviously not around recess, but why can't you do that? And that, that kind of breathed the fire in me, like, why can't I do that? Because yeah. it's vulnerable. Yeah. It's weird. That's good. But yeah. it's possible. And so that's yeah. what I did with Adrian and um, Sandy and Jennifer initially, just... 
And these are all people within the church. These are yeah. your girls that are in the church because yes. sometimes it's like, I don't feel a safe place, especially in my church because oh, yeah. we even talked about it oftentimes that you go in and you feel like everyone is kind of judging you. I mean, that's the first lady. We can say all that we want. Yeah. My wife's not the first lady. She's mm -hmm. a member, but there's still judgment that comes in. You know, and so how do how do you protect our kids? How do you protect yourself from mm -hmm. trying to like I gotta live a certain way or a certain to kind of meet this image that you've created for me, but I'm not necessarily even trying to maintain or create um, yeah. for myself. How do you rest with that tension? Mm -hmm. I don't know. The yeah. kid part is the tough part because that's where you can get a mom real angry real quick mm -hmm. is when people want to judge your kids for a standard that they shouldn't be held to. I think. With the kids, I remember just the other day, Jade said she had a headache, so she was laying on the couch in the back room, and somebody came in and said, and you're the pastor's daughter. You're supposed to be in the sanctuary. You know that. And she was just like, I'm a person with a headache. Like, I'm not a pastor's daughter. I'm a person with a headache. And I'm, and they said, well, did your, well, she didn't respond that way to them, but. I was like, oh, I need to go get her. He's talking to her. No, I'm just kidding. No, no, she didn't. She said all that was in her head. And I was like, that's. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, but um, I just, I kind of counseled her. I was like, Jade, our, our goal is to be at peace with everybody. And just because you're an adult doesn't mean you're mature. And, you know, I gave her some kind of, this is what you can say. Like, I have a headache. My parents know I'm back here, but thanks for checking on me. Or, you know, mm -hmm. something like that that you're, you're trying to honor, but also address the, the judgment. Um, it's tough because people come up to me and tell me they shouldn't be wearing shorts to church. They shouldn't have worn this. And so I'll tell the girls, like, guys, please, like, don't, like, maybe not those, but something else. But in the end, right. I'm like, I. And it's, it's, it's interesting it's yeah. wrestling with that dynamic of letting your kids be free and right. experience the Lord in the way that they want. So we don't get them bitter towards right. the Lord, but at the same time, trying to be at peace with all men and you don't want to be a stumbling block or right. you don't you know so you're wrestling with that tension of giving freedom and letting them find themselves at the same time being courteous and those things and I think that's really something that's really important so now that we have kids that will have you know then no longer we have five kids and now we have five kids in elementary mm -hmm. school now we have one yeah. in elementary two or three yeah. in middle school and two in high school all right. How do you divide yourself up now? I mean, how do you? Yeah. Do you? You know, how do how do we do that? So I told the fifth grade teachers this year um, that I'm no longer working in the school, but I'll be the fifth grade mom representation room mom, whatever they call it. Um, so I'm doing that just to kind of st stay present. Stay present. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I, at Inman, I'm on the Go Team, which is like a governance board that you help advise uh, the principal of where the parents are and what's going on, and you you um, affirm. You don't really approve, but you affirm the budget or you state you're like, nah, I don't think that makes sense based on the data. And, um, so I'm, I've been on that. This is my third year. Yeah. I keep getting voted on. Um, That's funny. So I'm doing that, and then girls basketball at Grady, um, just volunteering my time there and. I'm administratively gifted, so I can do some of those things with ease, like doing a packet that maybe coach is dying if yeah. he has to sit down and create that. So, and how does that open up the doors to like the different relationships yeah. that you have, like out there with people who don't believe the same way that we believe? Yeah, I think that idea of being at peace with all men. I think that's internally that's what I'm always processing. I know most of the people 
mo I, not all, certainly not all, but most of the people who sit on those boards with me don't trust the Lord. Yeah. Like it's, and they believe things that are very opposed to Christ yeah. sometimes, mm -hmm. right? But they can't deny that there's something in me that has joy and there's peace with it. And I remember Miss Hill at Hope Hill, I had tried to interact with her and she kind of blew me off for the first few times. And I found her in the, the um, teacher workroom crying. Her, dad, her grandfather had just passed away. And I just, it was an opportunity. And I said, hey, can I pray for you? And I got a chance to pray over her with her there and in a vulnerable moment, like, you know, and then to be able to say, I'll go watch your classroom while you kind of get yourself back together. And we were friends since, yeah. you know, that wasn't a, just waiting for opportunities. You yeah. know, I'm making friends, I'm being peaceable until the Lord opens a door to where there's something I can speak into that maybe can make a difference. So, like I said, amazing wife, amazing mom, amazing friend, mm -hmm. engaged in the community. But what about that overarching, you know, because the first lady is supposed to be the pastor for the women. Oh, How yeah. do you minister to women in the church or people who demand the times? Because I'm, I know, obviously, that I mean, we don't have a lot of time. Our margin right. for time is very small, you know. So how do you intersect or engage with women yeah. in the church that were like, Angie, would you, would you disciple me? Would you mentor me? How do you do that? Well, we have a great system at Blueprint, which is helpful. So I know the, the ladies that I'm responsible for. Yeah. Um, and so I'm, I'm getting really good at just saying no. Let me introduce you to who's responsible for you. Yeah. and kind of going that route. But for the ones that I'm responsible for, I use my lunches, yeah. you know, and I'm, I'm trying to be consistent about that at least Tuesday and Thursday, taking a different woman out and just hearing, what are, your, what, are your, what are you going through? Like, what is the Lord teaching you? What are you, um, what keeps you up at night? What are those things? Let me pray with you. And then that's been a, a pretty big encouragement for a lot of the, the ladies. Um, but I try to keep it to just the ones that I'm Focus responsible on. to. Because yeah. otherwise, I would do them a disservice, and right. and I've had to say that, you know, if if I spend time with you, I'm not spending time with someone that I'm actually responsible right. for. But I love how you phrased it, you know, earlier when you said you take the time to get them connected. Oh yeah. To someone, yeah. you know, and it, so it is. It's like you're not just like shoving over. It's like no, because actually we believe that we know that that person is going to care. Right. you know, for them. Yeah. And I and also love kind of the thing we talk about, intersection, not addition, right? Mm -hmm. And you're inviting them to lunches. You got to eat lunch. And, you know, we, we talked about different things. We're like, hey, come cook a meal with me. Come yeah. be a part. You think about people who've lived with us. I mean, I always go around and I tell people, hey, we've been married for 18 years and 16 out of the 18 years we've had someone live with us. And people was just like, what kind of wife, what kind of woman do you have that, you know, because I've been wanting my wife to do this and they feel the pressure. You wasn't initially receptive to, you know, having people living into you. Like what, what was that journey from, for you to go from this highly, I'm kind of extroverted. And then now kind of, you know, we had totally, different backgrounds. Meaning you're extroverted. I'm extroverted. I was like, I hope you're not yeah, No, you're not extroverted. Okay. You're introverted. I'm extroverted. I moved around a lot. You yeah. didn't move around a lot. So like totally different scenarios. And when I come in, I say, hey, I've got a great idea. Let's have people move in with us. Right. You know, how did you kind of process that? And how's that journey going from then to now? I do think that it helped that we started with a three-week, you know, like we started with Sims. It was just yeah. three weeks. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't it wasn't let's do this for 
the next 16 years. This was three weeks. Yeah. And so I do know that the Lord changed my heart in that because I remember mahogany and just being like, she would really benefit from being a part of a family. Yeah. And like my heart was drawn toward her and that. Mm -hmm. and, and, then, and then once she and Marika moved in, just feeling like I could not do this without them. Yeah. Because I, th I think at that time we had three. We yeah. had our, yeah, we and they yeah. were like four, three, and one, or something like no, that. At that so. time, we had, I think we had two. Oh, yeah, 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 three. Yeah, we did. But yeah. you know what, what? What's interesting about that is that when you when you talk about that, because a lot of times we think, oh, you got to go and you got to teach them the word. You got to have this Bible study. You yeah. got to have these things. And I mean, we've done that, and we right. bring them in. But a lot of the life lessons that have been taught is just learning how to pay your bills on right. time. Just you yes. know, knowing how to respect your elders, knowing this, this having that. Cause just I remember just conversations so much. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just doing those basic things in life. And it's, you know, and you can do that in the everyday, you know, aspect of life. I, I'll never forget the time we had that one Sims and, you know, in, in those three, in that three week program that we were doing that we were beefing, we had a problem. Mm -hmm. And then I was just like, okay, we just can't keep, can't yeah. do this. And so I remember going, in front of all these singles and saying, we're beefing. We got issues. And they all took my side. Yeah, they all took your side. But <laughs> you do know. You, let's just be honest. They always got to take your side because there was a more, it's you I'm, know, mm -hmm. they were more afraid of say, you. You think that's it? Yeah. I think it was because I was right. No, no. You're not always right. Like, no, not always. Over the but years, no one has ever. It seems like. But no one has ever agreed with me. I'm just trying to figure out, like, I'm not always wrong and you're always right. So mm -hmm. I'm just letting you know. I, I didn't want to. Do this now, Council but many yeah. So maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I just need to maybe. go before the Lord. But I guess I'm just saying, like, just being vulnerable right. and them speaking into our lives and being like that probably taught them yeah. more than just simply yeah. going and through studying. Come Romans. back afterwards and said that was a really big deal. Yeah, and just seeing that over and over and over again so happen. But so just how do you maintain health? Like, this seems tiring. It's exhausting. Yeah. Like, whenever I tell people, like, all that you do and all that we do, people's like, that sounds exhausting. How do you maintain health? Yeah. Well, I have an extensive calendar, and I have a plan for everything, but that's my personality. So I don't yeah. think that would work for everybody, but this is what works for me. My daytimes are more of my revival times. Revive, I mean, um, because once 2.30 hits... It's kid after kid after kid, homework and stuff, and people and mission or city groups and. But how did you do that when you was working? You didn't have that daytime. Oh, that's true, you were yeah. working at. Well, I still worked part time. Okay. Um, but no, I think it's just I do well when I know that there's not necessarily a carrot dingling, but like there's a there's a date night coming, there's a there's a break here, there's you know, and so planning those things yeah, so that those good. are consistent and not you know, once every three months type things. Yep. Um, but I know I know every Friday I'm going to get time right. with you and I can process something. I know that every Tuesday... We get more time than Friday, but just right, right. Friday's intentional time. It's, intentional it's our time day, on day time. Yes. On Friday, know. I know we're going to go out with yeah. a couple and we're going to mutually encourage one another. Yeah. I know. So, you know, we have rhythms in place that I think are really yeah. And helpful. I think the good thing about rhythms is the idea of prioritizing mm -hmm. and that we are able to prioritize what's most important. So getting date date nights, date days, prioritizing what's important. Like even when we used to go back and just like when the first 15 minutes, children, 
It's me and your mom. Yeah. Don't bother us. Don't come in. They, so, me and you. they are so needy during that 15 minutes. Yeah. yeah. It's like every, all yeah. of life's problems happen within those 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. But we said, no, here's boundaries. And I tell the kids all the time, you know I love your mama more than I love you. And I just need <laughs> to be real clear. And I still love you more than I love them. You know, and that's, it's tongue-in-cheek, but really the best thing that we can give yeah. our children is a healthy marriage, a secure marriage. You know, and for both of us who have went through and have experienced and have seen people and, you know, have lived in rocky marriages at times, like, that's what we want to fight for. Mm -hmm. We want to fight for that and we want to make sure that that is, is always kind of keeping that in the forefront of our kids. And so they always get mad at me when I say, oh, you're not supposed to love people more than others. You know, we know. What we're saying is that you're priority. a priority, yeah. you know? And so basically, thank you. I, this, again, I really do thank you for doing this journey with me. This has been, That's I wouldn't want to do it with anybody else. Yeah. You are Likewise. special and, and I love you. I love you too.